Welcome to Rise Up For You, a unique podcast dedicated to uplifting women in their day-to-day life, but open to all to enjoy and share. My name is Natalina, the founder of Rise Up For You, through interviews with various experts and professionals on relationships, investing, self-worth, entrepreneurship, love, and health. This podcast is committed to empowering and spreading knowledge and motivation to all. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Hi everyone, this is your host, Netalina. Thank you for joining us on the Rise Up For You podcast. Such an honor to be here with you guys always. Today we're going to be speaking with KJ Blattenbauer on the pros and cons of entrepreneurship. How to keep yourself accountable when you become your own boss. Believing in yourself enough to know that you can do it. Fake it till you make it and so much more. Rise Up For You and enjoy this episode. KJ, thank you so much for joining us today here on the Rise Up For You podcast. It's such an honor to have you on the show. We always like to start off the show by letting the audience get to know our guests. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do? Um, Sure. Thank you for having me first. It's an honor to be here. But my name is KJ Blattenbauer, um, the KJ short for Karen Jane. When I'm not traveling around the country 43 weeks a year running a public relations company called Hearsay, I spend my free time working on a travel and business blog called Girl About Town. And I'm also in the process of launching a line of... um, Effortlessly, glam- effortlessly glamorous dresses under the Vive and Joe label this spring. So, okay, so let's break this down just a little bit. How did you get into the industry that you got into? Is this something that you, um, I'm assuming that the PR company, all of these are companies that you've created and that you run and own? Yes, they're all mine, all created, run and own. You know, I think it's necessity and when I have an idea. I wanted to go to law school and follow my dad's footsteps. He was a lawyer and then a judge for many years. And I think during college and then my first internships, I realized I really like to talk and I love to write and that could be a profession. And so I fell into PR from there, working on promoting other people's businesses and traveling all the time. I wanted to share the real side of what it's like to travel and work for yourself. So I started the blog Um, and then out of necessity of not being able to find what I wanted to wear when I'm traveling 43 weeks a year, I started my line of dresses. Okay, so let's back up just a little bit um, because you, you have a blog, um, as you mentioned, and it's about traveling and getting, um, you know, being able to kind of have that freedom. So are there, I guess, are there any cons to it? I'd love to hear the pros and cons to it because, as you know, there's a lot of people that are out here that are wanting to become entrepreneurs, not only because they have that creative side, but they also want the freedom and the flexibility to travel more. So I'd love to kind of hear just um, a little bit of your, your insight in regards to that. Sure. I think two of the biggest pros are you get to work for yourself. So being an entrepreneur, you can set your own schedule. You can work from anywhere you want to work if you're a service-based business like I am. Um, I think the other great thing is that my husband is also a a self-made entrepreneur. And so I could travel with him wherever he goes. If I didn't travel with him and wasn't able to do that, um, I would never see him. So it keeps us together. It keeps things running smoothly. I think those are also the biggest cons because people go into entrepreneurial, um, aspirations and they think, Oh, I can set my own schedule. I can do whatever I want to. You basically go from having one full-time boss in like a corporate role to a ton of different bosses, depending on what your entrepreneurial business is. Um, it's a 24, seven, seven days a week thing. And I don't, I don't think a lot of people know that, but you know, travel, I get to see places, I get to go everywhere. Um, but it's places like, 
Cleveland. I'm not flying to Italy. So, you know, it's trying to find the coolest things to do in Kansas City. It's great that I get to see the country, and it's awesome that I get to check out small businesses. But, you know, after the 60th day on the road, room service isn't that great. You kind of miss your own bed. Your friends wonder where you are if you're still around. So I, I think it's great to be gone all the time. It's awesome to rack up the frequent flyer miles. But when it comes to a long weekend and most people are like, oh, I can't wait to take a trip, I think the frequent entrepreneur that travels all the time is like, um, I can't wait to stay home. Right. Absolutely. No, I agree with that. Um, I'd love to dive in a little bit more uh, about the grit and the hustle that you had to put forth in building your company. So I'd love to like, if you can just walk us through, you know, you, you mentioned that you, um, were initially going to be a lawyer like your father. Um, and then you decided to take a different path. What did that look like in regards to creation and confidence and mindset and actually sitting down and saying, okay, Here's what I want. How do I get there? How do I make it happen? Sure. I think it was all grit and hustle. Uh, I, I went to school for pre-law. I studied communications because it was going to get me out of undergrad fast enough to get a semester off and then go into law school. My school didn't even offer a PR as a major. It wasn't a thing back then. Um, I think I had one PR course. I don't even know if they taught us how to write a press release. I also was in the middle of North Dakota, which is an amazing state, but not really right for PR professionals on the grow. There were no internships, really. I had to go search and find them. I conned someone into at Fleshman Hillard into giving me an interview um, for a tech position that they had for a PR intern. I didn't know anything about technology. I wanted to lay by the pool and have drinks with celebrities. But somehow in that interview, I convinced her that I could teach myself everything that I needed to know by reading all these manuals for computer parts and bits and semiconductors. And she bought it, hook, line, and sinker. So I, I really started under the fake it till you make it approach. And I don't know if I hadn't been so desperate to get my foot in the door in PR, so worried I wouldn't find a role. If I had turned down that tech internship, I would have never had a job in PR. Just, people just weren't hiring when I graduated back in 2000. Um, I think I've applied that to everything that I've done. I didn't have a game plan for hearsay. I never meant to start my own PR company. I just woke up one day extremely miserable in my corporate role, which was supposed to be my dream job. And I, I, I literally couldn't go into work that day. So I put in my two weeks notice. I didn't go into work that day. I had lunch with a girlfriend. And by the end of that day, I had six PR clients and it was like, um, I guess I have to form a company cause I have to figure out a way to pay my taxes only because my dad's a judge and you know, you don't want to do anything illegal. I'm sure the taxes part wouldn't even have come to me if that hadn't crossed my mind. But so I think it's really faking it till you make it really having a hustle when, you know, there's so many things against you. I could have found so many excuses and it was just, I have to put in the work. I have to show up and do this. If I do this, this, and this, I'm going to get to where my goal is. So when you say fake it till you make it, I know that there's a lot of people out there that say, oh, you know, they have the imposter syndrome. So, I mean, what is the, I guess, what is the technique to faking it till you make it? Is it really just having the confidence and knowing that you will get the skill? So it's not about having the skill now, but it's about, you know, having the confidence to get there. Right. I think it's all about having the confidence of yourself. I think anyone can do anything they put their mind to. And the only reason why people don't accomplish things is because not that they don't have good intentions, but I don't think they have the right mindset. I don't think that they believe in themselves enough. So they create these excuses. And, you know, I'm lucky that my parents taught me early on that there were no room for excuses. You want to do something, you figure out how you're going to get there and you don't let anything 
things stand in your way. And so that's kind of my feelings about fake it till you make it. Um, I get imposter syndrome. I still have it on a day-to-day basis when I wonder, you know, five years in, if I should still be running a PR company. I feel like everyone kind of has those moments, but you have to have the confidence in yourself. No one can do what you're doing the way that you do it. And if you don't believe in yourself, no one else is, and none of your clients are. So I really think it's confidence in yourself. That's my fake it to your make it definition. What would you say are some challenges that you've come across in building your own company? Well, I can say from the beginning, you know, I'm lucky that my company was profitable profitable from day one. And I think that that's a blessing for me because I had no idea how to run a business. And I made all the mistakes you can make starting a business. Um, I don't have a business degree. It was definitely school of hard knocks and mistakes that got me to where I am today. So I think not having the business background, not realizing what goes into it from the accounting to the taxes, to payroll, to what really operating with clients and contracts and the legal requirements or employees and HR, I think all of those were definitely a learning curve for me coming to starting my own business. Um, I also think that it's the time management part. That was a real hard curve to go from a nine to five where someone is setting your schedule and then you can go home at night to where there is no nine to five and your schedule is 24 seven. I don't think I was prepared for how tough it is to be an entrepreneur. I think I just saw all the dreamy qualities of it. So, you know, those things were harsh realities for me. Definitely the business side and definitely the time management. Mm, I love that. Well, thanks for sharing that because, uh, I think that, you know, I mean, you and I both know this, that startups usually fail within like the first year or two because I guess they expect that it's going to be easier for them to open their own company or, or, you know, become an entrepreneur when you're right. It really is a lot more work. I mean, you're accountable for your own self, right? So you no longer have a boss telling you what to do. It's like you need to make those decisions. So Karen, I'd love to shift um, directions just a little bit because you are in a field that a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of companies are very... um, you know, intrigued by, and that's the PR world, right? All of our companies, everybody that's out there that's doing this, they want more PR. How do I get PR? How do I get seen? How do I get more coverage? How do I get more exposure? So um, just on the PR side of things, because that that is something that you're an expert in and you have your own company, you know, what can you just say right off the bat, a couple of things that will really help a company if they're wanting more exposure? Sure. I think it's all a mindset, really. No one can really do just a little bit of PR, I think you have to commit to it. I think that's the biggest thing that entrepreneurs and startups and influencers and brands and bloggers, that's their first mistake. They think they can just do two things and they're done. One interview and you're out of there. And I think you have to be more prepared for that. You have to invest more time. I think the first step they can do is start sharing helpful information with their targeted audiences. So whether that's going on social media um, and you know sharing their expertise in their field or their industry with folks. I think it's giving a speech to your community group on the latest trends in your industry or your niche, Um, hosting informational workshops for clients and friends at like a community center, or even just watching your local news each day to see how you might be able to offer expertise and tie whatever the news story of the day is um, into a way to leverage your own promotion. I think that's a really easy way to start getting your name out there. I also think there's, you know, an opportunity when you're too close to something like your own business, there's so many chances to share what you're doing that you think is just day-to-day stuff with the world because they want to hear about it. So 
news of your business, like if you've hired a new employee, if you have a new client or customer, if you want an award, if you publish an article or featured on a podcast, those are all newsworthy things that you can put together a media alert for, a press release for, blast it on all your social media and your website, email your um, newsletter out again and share with people. Just promote yourself that way. You know, it, it puts you in front of people, which, you know, repetition makes you more memorable, but it also is a great way to showcase that you're an expertise. Um, my biggest thing for everyone is if they just dial it back and create like a vision board, you know, the posters we had as uh, kids where we used to rip out magazines and post them up and now people have Pinterest. But I think it's always good to put your goals down on paper. It makes them real. It holds you accountable. I think PR isn't any different. So if you apply the same principles to getting your small business or your product or whatever it is in the news, you can use a, you can use a PR board, just list the media outlets you want to be written about, you know, and then lay out the steps you want to take to make that happen. And by creating that list, by putting that all out there in the universe, you're creating a relevant strategy to connect consistently with the supporters that you care about and the media that you care about. So I think you need to look at editorial calendars that are around you Look at the media that's available to you or places where you want to appear or be. Um, search out through Google or even just paging through the pages of the magazine and seeing what reporters are writing articles that they could be writing about you instead of your competitors. Or if they're in the health and fitness space and you're in the health and fitness space, you know, how you can contact them, you know, and then make a plan for how you're going to reach out to them. Because reporters want to write about you. News people want to talk about you. They're looking for stuff just like you want people to talk about you. So it's just trying to find the easiest way to connect you with them. And I think having a strategy, laying it out, having a plan of how you're going to get from point A to B really takes the overwhelmingness of PR out of it. But it gives you a good basis and a litmus test to be like, okay, I'm starting here. I want to get there. Here is my roadmap. And, and once we achieve that, uh, would you recommend, you know, hiring somebody in PR? Or do you think it's all something that could be, uh, you, know, so, you know, on your own, done on your own? You know, it's the pros and cons. It's just like an accountant. Could you do your own taxes? Yes. Is it going to take you time? A lot of it. Could you maybe overlook some things? Most definitely. Because unless you're an expert on taxes or an accountant, you're probably going to miss those things. And I think PR is the same way. If you want to invest the time and you have 30 hours a week to wholeheartedly only do your PR and not touch anything else, more power to you if you really want to start growing and learning relationships. But like anything else, a PR person like myself has spent 10, 20, almost 30 years in the industry building contacts, building relationships, helping coach, being an expert. They're going to be able to take something off your plate so you can focus on what you're good at with your business, making your product, selling your services while they promote you. And it can be very helpful to have someone on your team, even if it's just to hire someone for an hour to look over your plan or to give you some guidance. I always think it's good to check in with a professional. I love that. Thank you again so much for KJ um, for for talking with us and talking about how you've kind of created this journey for yourself and and then giving us some insight on PR. I'd love to jump into the power section of the interview. Can you tell us one book that you've read that's had a massive impact on your life that you would recommend to us? Yes, I just finished reading The Brand Gap by Marty Niemeyer, and um, as someone who spends her day with brand strategy and brand execution, I thought it was a genius read and easy to read pages. He takes the topic of brands, which I think is the most overused word in marketing today. And, um, he, he doesn't just take this typical strategic approach to it. 
Um, he focuses on the creative approach in the side of things. He focuses on the strategy side of things. He takes both right brain and left brain and kind of spins everything on its head, but then dumbs it down. So if you've never read a branding book in your life, he'll give you the three questions you need to ask yourself to make your brand the best it can be. And I just, it honestly blew my mind. I think it was fantastic. I recommend it to everybody. I love that. I'll make sure to get that on my list. And what's one value, KJ, that you have that you've always stuck by throughout this journey? One non-negotiable value. You know, I would have to say just my ethics. You know, I'm never going to represent a client that I wouldn't use myself, that I don't believe in, that I don't think has good values or the right frame of mind in place. And I would never promote I would never promote them. I would never represent them. I would never work with them. You know, to be a part of the hearsay team and a part of the hearsay family, you have to have a solid moral compass. You have to be able to provide actual value to other people's day to day. And I'm really proud of that. I love that. Great answer. And if you could leave the world with one final message or golden nugget, what would it be? You know, I think it's just to, to be yourself. I think being authentic is definitely an overused phrase, but I think no matter what you're doing with the comparison games out there and the way to feel like an imposter with imposter syndrome and going on social media and being inundated with other people who you think are further along or doing better than you or that sort of thing, there's room for everyone to play in the sandbox. There's room for everyone to collaborate. No one has to be in competition. I'm not better than the next PR person. They're not better than me. There's room for all of us here. I think what everyone brings to their table is their unique approach to a product, a brand, or a service. I think you have to figure out what that is and accentuate your individuality. And I think that's that's what I'd like to leave everyone with, that you don't have to compete with anyone. There's room for all of us in the sandbox to play and you're your unique self. So give that to the world because if you're not, you're totally depriving us. And lastly, as you know, we're the Rise Up For You podcast, and you know the company is Rise Up For You. When you hear that phrase, rise up for you, what does that mean to you, KJ? It means to put on your big girl pants and put a smile on your face and do the best job you can today because the best job that you can is more than good enough. I love that. KJ, thank you again so much for joining us. How do we stay connected and how do we support you? I would love for everyone to stay connected with me um, via uh, our hearsay social media. So it's at hearsay PR on Instagram and Twitter. And then you can find us on hearsay or on Facebook at hearsay public relations or hearsaypr.com. Thank you again so much for joining us. Um, It's been such an honor to have you on the rise of you podcast. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure talking to you. I really appreciate it. Thank you again for joining the Rise Up You podcast. Again, this is your host, Natalina. We want to make sure that outside of the podcast, you're still growing and always getting continuous knowledge and our six pillars. So we want to make sure that you head over to our website, www.riseupfew.com and take full advantage of the free resources and the benefits that we have there. We have articles and contributors from around the world. We have a number of other podcast episodes, webinars, and a ton of tools and strategies 
strategies and tips that are going to help you rise up to the next step professionally and personally. You can find us on every social media avenue. We're on Facebook, on our Facebook page, Rise Up For You. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Everything is at Rise Up For You, and we would love for you to join us. And definitely, you're going to want to head over to our website, www.riseupforyou.com and get your free startup kit. We have compiled the top podcast interviews, the top webinars, and the top articles that fall in our six pillars. Plus a free startup guide, the six pillars to a prosperous life that's going to help you take that first step to really finding and building the life that you want professionally and personally. So again, if you head over to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, you get access to that startup kit for free. And don't forget to share our main mission is to empower, educate, and connect women globally. And we need your help to do that. So please help us spread the word, spread the message, share our content, share what Rise Up For You is about, and help us help you and other women around the world. Thank you again for joining us. Rise Up For You. Be better today than yesterday and prepare for a greater tomorrow.